it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. Ole! It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Ole! Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Ole! Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff on any Astros game. Casa Ole! Are you not gonna start it? No, oh, I thought I was waiting for the song. My bad. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just yeah, gonna leave good. it in because we're we're a disaster and we're just gonna continue to be one. Yeah. Good. 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 No, it's how it's how it should be actually. Uh, it's episode one twelve. One twelve. I almost did it. I almost did it. Uh, Lima time. Time episode one twelve. He is Patrick. I am James, and this is uh, no hitter time. Time. Oh man, what a what an event. See, I, you and I texted about this, and uh, I messed up. I'm so thrown off by these like these afternoon games. Yesterday, I could have sworn it was a it was a night game. Today, I think I knew it was. I mean, obviously, they're not on Sunday night baseball, so it's going to be an afternoon game. But I went and helped my wife at at her job, and you texted me, you're like, "By God, if they Roger Clemens him," and I was like, "What's he? Did he even mean to send that to me?" And I was like, "Oh, let me check the game." And it was yeah. in the eighth already. Yeah, like so I'm like I'm like I'm texting in. Roger Clemens. I'm like I'm texting Roger Clemens stuff to anybody else. <laughs> like, there's anybody <laughs> I, I, else I could even text that to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. Uh, so I missed I missed a lot of the drama because I I was like, "Oh crap!" It was like it's the eighth inning, and uh, yeah. So I mean, you watched the whole game. Uh, yeah, well, I watched. Yeah, I watched. I was flipping back and forth. I was watching some stupid movie, but I watched all the important parts. Like so, the, was the, it? I mean, was there any? And I like we just got home. Like we left the house at like eleven o'clock this morning, and and I got home maybe five minutes ago. Was so, and I was following along. I was watching it on my the last two innings on my phone at like our the taqueria we go to. Was there any like crazy defensive play that you're like, holy crap, that's significant, or was was it just Verlander just mowing dudes down left? Joe, right? Verlander mowing dudes left, mowing dudes down. Like they, they, I don't even think they they squared up one baseball. Um, was the walk it, questionable, or was it? Obvious? No, it was it was a walk. I mean, the fact that it was the only one, it comes back, it makes you want to like dissect stuff. I mean that. He essentially that was a perfect game in my, in my heart and in all of our hearts. I, I think. I mean, he he struck out the side in the eighth and was just like, I mean, just caught looked throwing the curveball to to strike out people looking and lowing in. Just I mean, he he we had people look he had him looking foolish, and after that I was just like, oh, that's in. If, I mean. I, I was for I was for sure that they were going to not score any runs, and he was gonna he was gonna pitch eleven innings, and then they were gonna lo- they were gonna lose one to nothing, and he was gonna leave the game without giving up a hit. <laughs> that, it's it's it seems like because you're you're saying like it made sense once I saw the score. I was like, what do you? He's throwing a no hitter, and the Astros don't have any runs. Are you, that's so clemency. And what is it about Verlander's starts that that the Astros seemingly have trouble? have trouble scoring when he starts. Is it just one of those things? Is it just luck or unluck, I guess? Or do you, is there something, is there something else behind that? I, I, I think there has to be something maybe in the, uh, maybe just subconsciously. Cause it was like that. It's a like, it's like, it's like that for a lot of aces. I think it was like that for when Roger Clemens was here and granted those teams couldn't hit for shit. <laughs> 
So like for so 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 asking a team for two runs was already praying for a miracle. But like I don't know if it's something about his focus or about how how he operates. If you just kind of it's like this hypnotic lull that like him mowing down just kind of like it like seeps into the offense. Like you get settled in, you're not you. Maybe you're just not quite as ready because you're sitting in there and you're not getting any action. I don't know. There's got to be something to it because it's not like the. I mean, the Blue Jays weren't throwing out there the uh, you know the all pitching team or anything. There's no reason they shouldn't <laughs> been able to light most of those guys up. It was fitting that it was Giles that gave up the uh, the, the home run. This is very fitting. And you know, I was I was trying to think. You know, if if I was a Blue Jays fan. First of all, you don't. I mean, you you sort of know where you are uh, in your process if you're a Blue Jays fan. But to think, you know, that you gave up the game-winning home run to the dude hitting like 180, who's been in the big leagues for a couple of weeks, like I, like that you could have won. Like, I I was equally sure that Verlander was going to get was going to get the no hitter and that the Astros were going to lose. Like I, oh, those yeah. were just two things that I was equally sure of. In this again, small amount of time that I actually watched. No, th- that's exactly where I was at, and I was even in my head. I was picturing it like, okay, so if they, if it's if it's zero zero going into the tenth, does he just get a standing ovation from everybody there because he did it? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like because I mean he did it. So like that was nine no hit innings. Like he that was the feat. Now the game's not over, but like so like does he get an ovation? Just like does he come back out for the tenth? I, I I know that Hinch. Post game was saying that he's led. He was saying that pitch counts, especially with a veteran and a no hitter, aren't of concern with him. That he's let. Yeah, he, uh, let, Ed, he's, he let Edwin Jackson throw like 149, 145 or 149 pitches, something like that. So like that was encouraging. Because how dope would it have been if he? Yeah, we texted a little bit about this, like the 1950s, 13, in, <laughs> 13 innings, uh, no hitter. That'd be that'd be just a cool thing to see. I, I, I don't, it's actually cooler than doing it in, in regulation, but still like would be very stressful. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he was a, how many pitches he ended up throwing like 110, 115. Yeah. I he, think, I think Hinch would have let him go back out there for the 10th. Absolutely. And, and, and it was the way, uh, and the, the, the announcers were real key on it, but he, he got super economical with his pitches as the, the later half of the, the game. I mean, they were, I mean, he was having, you know, five pi- five pitch innings, eleven pitch innings, and cut down like I think he threw twenty five pitches in the first, or, or it was wow. twenty. It was twenty plus, and then it was like sixteen, and then it was like eleven, and then it was like six, five. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then he was, and he was just, uh, I mean, just mowing people down. The fastball, I, I saw something somewhere where he threw like uh, seventy nine of the uh, of the pitches were fastballs. Wow. I don't know if I'm pulling that out of my ass. I might be, but it, it was something that, that something around there in the '70s, like a high or 70 percent of his pitches were were fastballs. That's crazy. Where and he said he even made a comment to saying that he didn't feel like he had the, the velocity was there, but there was extra life on the fastball, and you could see it too. There was just a few that just late in the game where there was this one pitch he just threw it was down and in lower inside corner on a lefty. It was just it might have even been smoke was up. I don't remember who it was, but it was just like good luck. <laughs> and he he had struck him out on a high pitch that the at bat before, so he was playing chess with these guys. And if, if Smoke would have done anything to ruin the no hitter, I would have lost it. <laughs> he's he's on my short list of guys that just like uh, Matt Olson is on that list this year. Just guys yep. that just I can't Jed Lowry in the past. Just guys that here we go. If this guy, uh, fucking Jordy Mercer, I hate Jordy Jordy Mercer. Cole Calhoun. 
Oh, God. That's a word. <laughs> These fucking jamokes. I, <laughs> I hate Cole Calhoun. I do, uh, too. Well, you just hate how he spells his name, and I think we all do. Um, because it makes no sense. I, I, you know what? That the Blue Jays team, they're they're gonna be fun in in about seven years. <laughs> like they've got some they've got some good pieces there, and uh, I, I I they're they're kind of they're fun to watch. Like I if it, it brings me back to like the maybe not the 2015 team because they're not there yet, but just watching these young guys just kind of banging out and they can they can put double digit runs on you randomly yeah. when, it, when it all comes together. So they're like, they're still entertaining, even though they do, they can get no hit. So, I mean, that's, that's fun. I, this, I think the Sky Dome's a weird fucking stadium to begin with. Yeah. You have that hotel like in, in the outfield. There's like two different hotels. <laughs> there's yeah. Like, there's like what? Yeah. And it's just, and, and then Astros fans are, are as trashy as always. They're like hanging pictures up in the hotel room window. It's like, guys, act like you've been on the road before. You don't go to other hotels and hang shit up in the window. I don't care if it is in the stadium. Fucking hanging signs up. But no, that's... What do you make of, what do you make of, like... I was thinking about this, like, the... Kevin, Kevin, however you say his name, Kevin Biggio. You say it it like Kevin? Kevin, he uh, is hitting 215 this year, but is hitting like 368 against the Astros. And, okay? was on, so, and, was, and that's before today. His on-base percentage is crazy, too. I know for too. a fact, co- coming into today, he was hitting 215 on the season, and it was hitting 368 against the Astros. Trent Thornton is god-awful unless he's play- pitching against the Astros. What is it? I mean, obviously, we've talked about lame-ass Trent Thornton before, but, but what is it that, that – <laughs> I mean, everyone has that team. The, like Roy Oswald with the Reds, like you just know, like if Roy Oswald's pitching against the Reds, the, the Astros are going to win. But how do you like how do you explain guys that are otherwise? But Oswald's a good pitcher. How do you explain guys that are otherwise not good or or young? You know, both of them are, are it's their rookie season, but just come to freaking play against the Astros. I, well, I think well, I think Biggio that one's that one's easy. I mean, the the Astros are as ingrained in him as as anyone else. So yeah. I think it's he he gets up to play the Astros. I mean that's that's the team, team you grew up around. Yeah, you grew up around. That's the team you've rooted for. That's the team your dad so does legacy with. I think you just you get up a little bit more for those games when you're playing the hometown team. Uh, and I you know his dad was in the, in attendance and uh, and disapproving of every little thing he did. <laughs> I mean, with the, the look that Biggio gave when he got picked off was absolutely... I'm sure somebody's... One of the Astros Twitters memed it already. But he just looked <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> he looked disgusted. And uh, yeah, just... Yeah, Biggio's just... Uh, I mean, we all know how he, how he can climax sexually. The only ways. <laughs> That's true. But, but, just, but just the... Uh, yeah. I mean... Even Blum was saying he was talking with him after the game, and Biggio was talking about how the, that Kevin's home run in the ninth wasn't that important because it only made it a seven-four game. Just like shitting on his sons, <laughs> like so he didn't. That's why he didn't react or stand up. Just playing the uh, playing Switzerland, <laughs> which I I don't know if I respect it. I respect it as an Astros fan, but it, I I don't know. I, I don't know if it's worse for him to not react like. Like he's allowed to root for his kid against the Astros. Like I, I don't know. Like he, but he did not, he did not react. And and Kevin had a, him a hell of a series, like you said. Like he did. But that that home run was. I mean, he he jerked that one out of there, and he not he didn't jerk it off. 
or he didn't slide to break up. Any, he didn't break up any double plays. So everybody, calm down. But yeah, just so I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think we're gonna get, we get everybody's best shot. And I some, think that's and, true. And some people just happen to come out better than others, i.e., Ken Giles. But Ken Giles looked dominant yesterday. Yeah, he did. I mean, he looked yeah, like he the old Ken Giles, and I, I mean, I, all the all the posts were, I mean, I saw this at least a thousand times, were Ken Giles in a non-safe situation, but I mean, that's as good as locking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, again, I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw the home run and, and I mean, credit to Toro. I mean, Toro's it's Verlander's best friend right now. Uh, yeah. And I, I was, I, it sucks. Cause I was going to make fun of, I was planning on making fun of him on the show. Cause Toro looks like every video game stock baseball player. <laughs> that's true. Like if you like, like not the guy, like not the guy you play with, but just like a guy like that's just like on the other team. That's just yeah. the, just your standard your standard not white face on on a video game. <laughs> and then somebody kinda, made the little, like and and, and then yeah then somebody made the comment that it looks like Springer and Rondone's love child and and it's, it's <laughs> I saw that I, I it, laughed I thought that was it, funny. What scarred me because I don't want Rondone fathering any children around my team. Okay, so to that point, you know, I mean, Josh James came back today. But he hasn't pitched in a in a really long time. Um, you've got Presley on the IL. You've got Peacock on the IL. You've got McHugh on the IL now. Yeah. Do you do you have you have you had concerns about the bullpen being ready in October before, or is our alarm bells ringing, or are you like, no, it's still a month before the playoffs start? Um, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was like, you know, it's a month before the playoffs start. Is, is everything's going to be okay? Like, this is a good time to have this happen. I mean, my answer to that would be all of the above. Okay. Uh, I I think people. I don't. I don't want to say they forget, but um, when it comes to postseason, the the bullpen is condensed pretty dramatically. Yeah. So how guys are used now is is just not. It, it becomes like a uh, like a basketball rotation. It, it's just it's tight. It's it's pretty much starter as long as you can go to set up to closer if possible. And a lot of middle relief is just extra arms if 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 need be. Yeah. Um. So I I am not as concerned as as I would be. Uh. I'm I'm kind of and and I'm also part of me is hopeful that Aaron Sanchez becomes this a 2019 bullpen star. Yeah. Uh, for the postseason, but uh, but also there's there's still a month left. Uh, we uh, a lot of it's precautionary. A lot of it's just stuff that people just need to get right. Um, Presley would be the one that I would that I'm I'm a little bit nervous about because Presley is essential to uh, locking down the back end of games in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with that. But and, and McHugh, not, not not to discount any other. I think Brad Peacock and Colin McHugh are very important as well. But uh, Ryan Presley. Absolutely has to be healthy for I don't want to yes. say for them to win a World Series, but I mean that to, he's he's a uh, he's as important as anybody in, in in the bullpen. So I I I think there's plenty of time, but uh, the way the way our starting pitching is right now, I I just I I'm on cloud nine. I don't really I'm not scared of anything. Yeah, I mean you know you, you Framber didn't didn't do a great job last night, but but that, it's your fifth starter. I mean there's 
and he's well, not he's not even that, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we're we're worried about our fifth starter, the, and you you don't have a fifth starter in the postseason. Like you just don't have one. And you other barely teams, have a fourth. Like, yeah, other playoff teams have have bigger holes somewhere on their team than the Astros do. Like the, the Astros, yes, the Astros have have questions, but that question mark is is smaller than pretty much every other every other playoff team's question mark. Yeah, because that, that's that spot isn't pitching. Wade Miley is your last starter, and and, and then it flips back over. I, I don't see any situation where he's not. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. And, like, and, not gonna, and, and oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but I think where where guys like Peacock and McHugh uh, fit into the postseason is, let's say it's you know Verlander or Cole or Grinky, you know they, they've gone four or five innings. You know they're they're struggling a little bit. Then then you put one of those guys in to give you to get you six outs to get it to Harris, Presley, Osuna. Or 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 you or they're just blown up from the jump street and Wade Miley comes out there and walks walks two gives up five in the top of the first or, or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is and and it's just and it's just a stopgap, which which is important yeah. too and I mean and with an offense like the Astros, a slanted inning like that can keep you in the game. Uh, somebody like a Peacock or McHugh coming in can keep you in a game. You know that you could still win. It, it, you know, Lord forbid that happens, but I mean it's possible. Yeah. I, 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 Wade Miley is like the only one. I'm like nobody else is capable of that because they're too good. But you never know. You, n- you never know. I mean, Ver- Verlander, both games in the World Series that he came out, like the Astros were losing. Right. And and I think, you know, I mean, and obviously Verlander's a hero and he's a Hall of Famer and you know should never have to buy a drink in Houston ever again. Right. Um. But it, you know, for as much of the legend that has become Justin Verlander, I mean, it, it wasn't. He did, he did a really good job in the World Series, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't spotless. You know that that he got. I'm not going to say he got bailed out, but you know it took. You know that he he started Game Two of the World Series that Marwin saved. He was really great um, in Game Two. <clears throat> he was re- he was really good in Game Two. But he gave You're up right. the st- standard home standard home run. I mean that was a that was a vintage JV start. Aside from like what today was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, the, and, and well, I'll, I'll ask you that in a second. But you know, it, it is important to have someone that can just, you know, at least stop the bleeding and let the offense do its thing because the offense is pretty much always, you know, more often than not, the offense is going to just do its thing. That's why. That's why games like today are so weird to me. Where like, uh, and, and it's and it seems like with this team. These shutdown games where they don't do anything, like you can feel it. You can feel it early on with uh, how they how they play. I don't know. I don't know how they just go dead like that. It's something that we've always talked about with Astros teams, but this one in particular, where it's just like, ah, I mean, they did it in 2017. I know it's a different team, but the you know just laying an egg in New York and almost costing themselves the, the pennant and just just yeah. and there's nothing. There's no. It just comes and goes like any other fleeting thought. Oh, I mean, it, you, you can ran, you have random days where I mean, you just wake up. I mean, just as a normal person, you wake up and you're like, I don't feel good, and right. and I, I think that can happen. That can happen. But as a whole unit, where, but as a whole cohesive unit, I guess it. I mean, I guess I just it's I I just I anticipated more of oh the top of the lineup isn't hitting, but here's six, seven, eight, nine, or vice versa, or like the lineup it's so strong top to bottom. 
that like there'd be more of no games like this because they're too good and everybody can't be off at the same time. <laughs> right. Granted, Correa's out and it's a little bit. It's you know it's a little. There's Guriel's banged up. So today was a little bit of a stopgap lineup. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm sick of the matinees to be honest with you. Today's fine, but we got another one tomorrow. The Saturday matinees have got to stop. Uh, yeah, I I mean, obviously, I thought it was a night game. Like, I didn't realize until, like, why? the fifth or like, sixth inning that yeah. the game was on. Yeah, why are you playing a 1 p.m. game in Toronto on a Saturday? Like, that's that's the early that's the early evening, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, whatever it is, start. Then you play a day game, and then you then tomorrow's Labor Day or whatever. They, it's, yeah, it's Labor Day, right? I, I don't ever know the yeah. holidays. It's whatever, day, whatever day I want to get a mattress on, that's what I know what it is. <laughs> Where everybody still has to work. Are you off? Yeah, I'm off. All right, good. Pour up, pour up the daiquiris, baby. I don't know what that means, but yeah. So I, I, I'm the matinees or the the random like not typical matinees. The Astros seem to have had a lot the last uh, the last month or so. Yeah, there have been a lot of day games. It's true. And they're just, I mean, I don't mind the one on a, on a travel day where they got it or before an off day. That that's fine. The Sundays matinees standard, but the the yeah. weird starts on Saturdays and and the back to back ones. I'm just I'm being being, being nitpicky, but uh, I, it's just uh, yeah like I I didn't expect them to be on and I got a notification Saturday like I'm just sitting there and I got you know game about to start I'm like what and then I mean I turned it on and watched it but like I wasn't granted I wasn't expect I mean I just didn't I, I don't know I just wasn't expecting it so it's just they need to, they need to cut it out stop surprising me I don't I'm not gonna go look at the schedule I'm not going to look at the schedule to see what time the games are scheduled as God. It, so I I can we've talked about this before I can never figure out like your sleep I, your sleep pattern like you're tweeting at two a.m. three fifteen a.m. like six a.m. like I, I don't I don't understand. Do you prefer the the six p.m. Central start or the nine p.m. Central start? Um, I, I think it all depends on what's going on. Okay. I, I actually I I never I never liked I like well, six p.m. weekend start. I, I like that's a perfect time on a Saturday. Because it, yeah. it doesn't finish too late, but I I, I feel like the when they're on like the, when they're on the East Coast during the week, I feel like it sneaks up on you. It's like all of a sudden it's five fifty and they're about to start, and it's just too, it's just too early. Yeah. But um, and then and then also and then the West Coast, it's it's too late if you're tired or you have something else to do. You're like I don't want to be up this late. But yeah. but if you're like if if you if you're stoked for the game and it's. You know, you're up for it. Like it, it's nice to be up that late and have something on. So like it, it just it's just all situational, like everything else. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Although a, a 9 p.m. start basically guarantee I get up so freaking early that like I get up at 4:15, 4:30, yeah, pretty much every day. And I'm to the point now where I, I like this morning I didn't set an alarm and I was awake at at 6:20 and like I just I can't I don't know I'm old. I guess, but like at 9 p.m. start, there's I can make it through four or five innings, and and then you know at, if there's something major happening, I'll try to stay up, right. or or I'll go to bed and, and turn and turn the game on the, on my phone and listen to it, and just sort of drift off listening to the game. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just I'm, I, with you. I'm to the point now where I can't I just can't stay up for for nine o'clock starts. See, I mean, I I pick my spots, and that's what's that's a benefit of playing in this shit division, is that 
I I'm I'll, I'll be up for the I'll stay up for the Oakland games because they're important. But I know that if they're in Seattle, that if need be, I'm not gonna miss anything. And, and that goes for Anaheim or uh, pretty much every team. That's uh, those are just the those are the two teams. But um, <laughs> or those three teams. But yeah, so I, that helps. But uh, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm gonna watch. And if they're if they're playing a shitty team, then I'll I'll take that time off. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'll pick and choose. Yeah, I, I think you're right. If if it's, you know, if it's we're about to start a four game series with Oakland and and they're within seven games, then I'll I'll probably make an effort to stay up. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I watch. I mean, I watch so much of it that I mean, for the most part, I'm probably going to watch. But there's some games where you're just you're not in the the mode, and like you get a you get an alert in the fourth inning or fifth inning that somebody's got a no hitter or something, and then like so like there's a lot of those games too. Where it's like if yeah. something's going on, I'm of course I'm I'm not gonna miss it. But there's I even mean, if it's they're playing the Reds, I'm I'm just not I'm, <laughs> I'm not up for it. I mean, it's it, it's a mental day for me. And and that's got to be the same thing for the players as well. I mean, and I think that that's what it's. We've talked about this numerous times. Like it's such a long season and it's such a grind that <clears throat> I think sometimes the offense goes dead because they're, they're all just tired and they have to be. You know, you've flown. Yeah, you're you're beat up, and I mean, there's there's nothing e- there's nothing easy about playing baseball. No, and, no. You know, you you've played you've played 22 games in your last 23 days, and you know they're going, you know, some of them are extra innings, and sometimes Garrett Cole can't even make his start, and the bullpen has to has to pitch nine innings or eight innings or whatever it is that they weren't really. You know, obviously, you're not planning on on doing that when you see Garrett Cole warming up. Right. But it's just, but but I think there's something about September, and kind of like how if you're on like a long road trip, <clears throat> I remember when like there was one Christmas that our daughter was was super young, she's like five months old, but we drove all night from Nashville to Houston, so that she'd be asleep for most of the trip. And I mean, I was, I, I tried to take a nap earlier in the day, but I some something happened and I couldn't and. We were, you know, driving through, you know, we're, we're hitting like New Orleans at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, and you can do the timeline from there, but <clears throat> you're dragging it. But once we hit like, I don't know, what's a good Eastern suburb, once you hit like Channel View or, or, you know, you get past Beaumont, thankfully without incident, um, you know, you, you start to kind of be like, okay, we're almost there. Like you, you kind of wake up a little bit and you get you get energized by, by getting near the end right. of, of something that you've done that's that's long. And so like a 162-game season, you know, the Astros only have 24 regular season games left, and they're off on Thursday, I think, Wednesday. I think they're off on Wednesday this week. Uh, you know, you, it's it's coming to the end, so you kind of wake up a little bit. We, and, and we talk about how – I was telling somebody, like, you know, the – when the Astros lost in games earlier in the month, I was like, typical Astros crap the bed in August and they finished, you know, 19 and eight or 20 and eight or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not the bed crapping that, that we necessarily thought there's just some dips every now and then. And I think it's just going to happen because everyone's just freaking tired and everyone's banged up in a way that they're not, no one's, you know, Springer's not showing off like a calf bruise that he has, you know, or, you know, Bregman, you know, he got drilled in the shoulder blade. Like, he's not taking his shirt off to be like, look how much this hurts. Like he's he's not doing that. So we don't see. We just assume that everyone's at full health. Well, you're not. Which, gonna they, be which none of yeah off. no yeah nobody's at full health. 
I, I mean, that's the thing that I equate it to is if I'm this tired just being – and I, I love baseball. It's a passion. I love it. Um, if I'm this tired covering them and watching them – from a day-to-day basis, then imagine throwing in actually playing and traveling and being injured. <laughs> yeah. Now, not not to equate the two because they're not they're not the same thing at all. But there's like there's just baseball fatigue for me. Where I'm just like I I love the game. I just don't want to watch it right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so there's got to be now. days where like I just don't want to fucking play today. And of course yeah. they get up. They're gamers and they're they're gonna play and they're gonna do their best. And it's once once the lights are on, it all changes. But there's got to be days they're just like ugh. I do not want to do this. So, um, so I mean, and there's was, no, there's no way, the there's no way they're not. They can never say it because they're playing a game and they're they're rich and they're doing. They can never say that, but there's no way they don't feel like that. Oh yeah, and and honestly, when was the last, what was the last series that you looked at and you're like, ooh, this means something. Like what, what the last like high stakes regular season series. I mean, you know, the Yankees games. You know, sure, but those were really early those, in those the season. O- that Oakland series, that last Oakland series where it was starting to get a little close, but it really wasn't – it really – it was almost like me looking for something to be important. And I think that's what you have to do if you're a player. Like, you have to – you know, I mean, you want to get – you want to get your stats. You know, if you have – if you're sitting on 29 home runs, you want to hit your 30th. Right. You know, if you've got 38 doubles, you want to get – you want to get number 40. You want know, to you, you want to get your hits. But you've got to find when, – when you've had a basically a 10-game lead, you know, basically you started the season with a 10-game lead. I mean, that's yeah. just the talent level between, you know, Houston and, and everybody else. Um, you know, Oakland's been one of the hottest teams of the year, and they, they can't get within nine games, you know, of the – now, of course, they play four games against each other next week, and that's, that's going to be an important series. But yeah, well, because they need to start tightening everything up. Not that they, they've been loose or anything, but now it's now it's time. To, and it's September. Now it's time to look at the home stretch and say, "All right, we're we need to look, we need to look at a clinch date and let's get this thing sewed up so we can focus on winning a World Series." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the earlier you do it, the, that's when you can start. Now, I don't know that you. And it's always interesting to me, like the if you're Justin Verlander and you've already wrapped up the division and you've got, you know, oh. Nine games left in the regular season. Do you want to skip your last start, or do you want to just stay? Do you want to stay on your on your plan, you know, and just go out there, throw your six or seven innings, or or would you just would you enjoy just having like a week and a half where you didn't really, where you didn't have to play? I I mean I I think Verlander Verlander I I think that they said that he's got he's got six starts. From here on to the oh, end of the season, him, him and Cole. But that's what I was gonna say is like that he's going for, he's going for three thousand, and I think if he averages, averages ten, or it might even be less than that, um, basically because he got what fourteen today, uh, yeah. that he can, <laughs> that he, which is insane. So that you're going for history, but Verlander strikes me as a guy who, he he, when it's his time to pitch, he wants to pitch. I don't think, I don't know if it necessarily benefits JV to. To take that time off because he's always been a guy that that gets stronger as the season progresses, and uh, yeah. and that's kind of how he gets ready for for the postseason. So I I don't know if he necessarily needs that rest. Like maybe somebody else who's kind of like maybe it might benefit a Garrett Cole more than it would a JV. I I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's interesting that you know obviously it wasn't ideal bullpen wise for Garrett Cole to not make that one start against Chicago, but I mean. 
in the two, I guess what two or three starts since, like he's been, he's been a more dominant version of his of his usual dominant self. And I wonder, you know, how much of that was, you know, he had the the sore hammy, but but he he got to you know he got to rest a little bit. And did he come back and 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 have a little bit more gas in the tank? Um, just from not making that start and not throwing his customary hundred pitches, or <clears throat> was he just mad about not? I don't know. I don't know. Or does he realize like I'm really close to a Cy Young here? Um, you know, going into free agency, I could I could be the reigning Cy Young winner as a free agent like that. that Speaking I mean, of that, that has to play a role a little bit. Speaking of that, do you think to to pivot off that? Do you think that Justin Verlander should be have a chance to win AL MVP? And uh, and if and and if he gets the pitching triple crown, should he be the AL MVP? I still I don't look know if this his, makes me look at his numbers, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I, I think right now, like I, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. I know it's hard for the I mean, pitchers I, to do, but he's as he is uh, as good as anybody is offensively. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, I don't know if this makes me old school or what, but I I just I think that the, the pitchers have their own MVP award, and that's the Cy Young. I agree. And so I don't think necessary. I mean, he's won. Didn't he? He's won MVP before, right? I believe. Uh, when he, was he a co MVP or something? I. I thought like, he won. He just won one outright. I don't, I don't he know might. He might have. There was a, there was a time there where they were the the the, the pitchers were winning MVPs, um, and then it kind of got I, away from it. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like I, the Cy Young is the MVP, but also if a pitcher is is that good and is the most valuable player, I think they deserve to win it. It would be it would be really something. If if Verlander won MVP and Garrett Cole won Cy Young, like I don't know how you don't win. If Verlander's the MVP, how is he not the Cy Young award? Well, no, Verlander should win. But I mean, if Verlander wins MVP, he's winning Cy Young too. I mean, he's he's what seventeen and five. I mean, he can he can be twenty three and five, and I mean he's got a he's got an eighty he's got like an eight eighty whip right now, um, <laughs> and I mean that's what is not. I mean, just his numbers could go up. He could he could eclipse three thousand strikeouts. Uh, I mean, the, twenty-three and five on a team that is a World Series front runner, and those kind of numbers, uh, ERA dipping, WHIP dipping, strikeouts going up. I mean, I I don't see how why well, he, he's got to get some votes. Do you? We haven't seen we haven't seen a year I, like that. I, I, we haven't seen a, a pitching year like that in a in a hot minute. That's just been pure dominant start to finish. That many wins. And just think about all the wins that were left on the table too. That were just yes. like no run support. I mean, he he could, he could have had thirty wins. I mean, it's, of those five losses, you know, I mean, so seventeen and five, twenty-two. That means he's had what six or seven no decisions. Yeah. That, like you're, I mean, he could he could easily be. He might have come away with. I'm going to look at this later. He could have come away with some wins that otherwise he wouldn't have gotten. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's every pitcher. That's every season. And like, what what should have, could have, would have, would have, all that nonsense. Like, but it's still like, as but, as, but, com- I mean, as competitive he is every single time he pitches. Like there there were only a handful, and and not even a handful, like less than a handful of games where it's just like, yeah, he didn't have it. He lost that. The rest were either in question or were lost later. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd be interested to see how many games. I mean, because I, I I know there were times where you just didn't have run support. There was the 
the game the other the Detroit game the other night where he gave up two home runs, two hits, and lost two nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like I, just games like that. So I yeah, I'd be interested to see. But yeah, he'd be pushing. I mean, he'd be pushing thirty wins. I mean, and you, then with you the, and that, whip, over the... that, that whip uh, and under under a an eighty whip is just fucking ridiculous. It's nuts. And and we started this episode talking about how how typical it would have been for him to throw a no hitter, a nine inning no hitter, and and lose because the Astros couldn't score. So I mean, it's you know I, I it's not out of the question to think that that if the Astros played like the Astros when when Verlander started, like he could end up with 27, 28 wins. Given how seemingly easy the rest of the season schedule uh, is going to be, I mean, they, I think now I don't know about the Brewers. The Brewers are either at five hundred or like one game over. But those four games with Oakland, that's the only team that's they it. play the rest of the season that's over five hundred. And and they let me just say that they've they've earned that right to do this with that that stretch up front. Uh, so they deserve this. But yeah, I mean, I I, I have them at finishing around uh, with one hundred and five wins. I think that's about that's about what I was thinking. It could and it could be a couple more, and that's I mean just because like you you lose ones like you did yesterday. Um, I but that's still the best season in franchise history. That's still insane. Um, yeah, I and mean, it's they, the best season in franchise history three years in a row. Like each incremental. Each of the last yeah. the, the last two seasons have been incredible, and each one has been better than the previous one. Yeah, that's scary, and it's like and it's it's likely to like to keep going up. <laughs> Um, let's see, besides, okay, so I got that, Justin, uh, oh yeah, is it acceptable for me to call my female cat, who is already named Battle Cat Stevens, to change her name to Justin Furlander? I like it. I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's 2019, gender's not important, so I am now calling my cat Justin Furlander only, (laughs) or Justin Perlander. Perlander, I like, I thought you said Perlander, I I like that. No, I, I just thought of it just now, so yeah, so yeah, Perlander, and, uh. Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah, it's a good. We, we're all in agreement on a cat name. What, what else we got? The Astros are really good still. I I, I don't know. I, I I feel like we need a we need to get more good guests on. Seth Payne made us sound like we have a good show, and now we're just talking. It's like yeah, I, I miss having somebody else ask questions. You know. Yeah. Uh, how are the? And this is probably this should. Uh, I don't want it to seem like either of us care about this, but how are the numbers looking for that last show? Oh, I, I mean, I just got it up the other day, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I haven't even looked at it. I think. I think. I think. I think, I think he. I think. So. I think he just um, retweeted it just now. Oh, cool. Because I for, I was forgetting to tag him in it, so it's fine. I mean, I, I, I uh, people should listen to it. If you're listening to this, go back and listen to it, you idiots. That was, that was yeah. a great show. And and help us get more guests. You know, badger badger online people, so that so that we can have we can have decent. Yeah, guests. I'm I'm coming around on it. I used to like that we didn't have guests and it was just a special show, but like that just that just adds to an interesting dynamic. We 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 maybe need more guests to be more interesting because people are tired yeah. of us. And, and <laughs> well, the, the the issue is, I mean, it was it was cool to have Seth on because we got to talk about you know Verlander with the media. We got to talk about the Raymond Goodwin situation. No, that was a cool show. There was a bunch of inside. Yeah, there was a bunch of insider stuff and just like just inside locker rooms, inside media. That it was just that was just a cool show in, in general. And he's so inquis- he's so inquisitive in himself, like asking us questions about stuff. Like it, it was just a good good show. We should add him as a third host, honestly. We we actually should. And like I mean, after we did, I thought my my favorite part of of the entire experience was after we stopped recording, and he was asking questions about like school, 
and, and stuff. Like, he's just a, like, he didn't have to do that. And I genuinely think that Seth Payne is a good human being. No, no, he, no, he, no, he actually cares. No, like, that's how, that's how he communicates. He's a really cool, cool guy, yeah. Yeah, because he would, like, I mean, we'd have, uh, like, station, like, meetings and stuff, and then everybody just kind of talks after. He would just be like, just be like, so what's the process of a joke writing? Like, he was, like, genuinely interested (laughs) in, like, how stuff works. And like how how just how everything like he's like a, he, I don't know he's inquisitive. That's and the but, Ivy League Ivy League looking ass. Yeah, boy. yeah, but but like actually cares. It's not like a gratuitous question to just move conversation along. He like wants to. He's asking because he wants to know the answer to it. Right, right, right. Which yeah, no, yeah. That after the that was great after the uh, after we stopped recording, and it was only partially problematic. <laughs> so who? <laughs> Who is your so? Give me your. You know, we can kind of close out with this because I gotta watch OU beat. Yeah, it's already it's already seven nothing, and I'm uh, that's why I'm upset right now. You could you could tell my attitude changed. It, it, it shifted. I noticed that, but I couldn't I couldn't tell why. Um, yeah, it's, it's because of the OU's shitty ass Oklahoma. <laughs> Do you know that Oklahoma has more cars on the side of road per capita than <laughs> than than wild dogs in Bucharest, Romania? <laughs> like I don't know if they, they just don't have that. That vulture law that Houston has, which is terrible, where the they're like, we have thirty, you have thirty minutes to be taken off the highway. But <laughs> in Oklahoma, people just leave their cars. You you just drive true. up and down. It's just like, why are there so many stalled cars? And they're just all left out there. And the hillbillies <laughs> can't remember where they left it. And they're just like, it's Oklahoma. Who cares? Or a tornado moved it the, the, from where it was. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They're not they're not stalled. There's just Bill Paxton waiting in a ditch because he's got like a. a an oil barrel full of like aluminum cans with sensors that he's cut up, you know. So I'll say, like yeah. So I'll say this: I, I'm, I think that Oklahoma is a garbage state, but <laughs> but it, it's it's it got two. It's got two, Norman. Norman is nice. Um, Norman. Like Norman is actually. Norman is nice. Um, I have no problem Oklahoma's, with downtown Oklahoma City is nice. Oklahoma City is nice, and and Tulsa's cool. Tulsa is like the cool. Tulsa's like the Austin of, of Oklahoma. It's coming up. Tulsa's like the the random cousin that you don't think like if you have to go go to a family gathering, like Tulsa's the the random cousin that that listens to cool music that you forget that you're related to him, and then he shows up. You're like, oh man, sweet, he's here. Or or yeah or yeah you you hate when you hit you hear you're like oh fuck I gotta go to Tulsa and you're upset and then you go there and you're like oh this is this is actually pretty cool that's not too and, bad and, yeah, and yeah. you can't decide if it's because it's because it's Tulsa and it's cool or it's because that your expectations were so low that it exceeds <laughs> it because you're you're happy that you're not just miserable in the middle of Oklahoma but um right. we've got some we got like Brett Brett's an Oklahoma guy we have some Oklahoma listeners. So I'm we sure do. they'll they'll chime in after this with their Oklahoma takes. But yeah, my my take on Oklahoma is way too many cars on the side of the road. Uh, <laughs> do do something with that. And uh, and this this OU U of H game is not gonna be good. I love it. Can't it, wait. So so give me quickly so you can get back to hating. Uh, yeah. and then and then getting this podcast up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give me your three. And Bregman's a given. But three people that you would just love to have on the show. I, I I'm not sure. I mean Bregman. Of course, I want Bregman on the show. But I, I yeah, think, he didn't count. Um, I, I I think that he didn't count. He said he would do it. I'm I'm still mad that he said yes. I feel like he's a man of his word. That like, if, as long as he eventually does it, I'm cool. Um, yep. 
I think I think Colin would be great. Somebody who has podcast experience that that talks like I I think that call I think Colin McKee would be great. Great, I, the the tandem of him and his wife would be incredible. That'd be great. Yeah. Although I would like both of them individually. Yes. Um, I, God, there's just there's just a, there's just a ton of people on the on the Astros. I. Um, I, I'd like to get, I'd like to get Miles on, like Miles Straw, somebody who, who is, is kind of young and, and has seen both sides of, of, of minor league and like the, enough experience to have a take on the pro game. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I kind of look at it like, I mean, any player who wants to do it obviously is going to come on the show. I, I, but I, I still would like it to be a good show. I would like it to be a good show. I would See, like it to, I, I would like I, it to be fun to where they get out they get out of it something out of it and we get something out of it where it's just it's not an interview it's just they're on the show and we're ta- we're chopping it up that's like barbershop type shit I don't I don't like the interview feel because that makes it like on edge yes it does there's anxiety there for sure yeah like just come chop it up we're not trying to we're not playing gotcha journalism we don't care we just come have fun and like. I'll, I'll say Hitler a bunch if that makes it probably, <laughs> that, that probably doesn't make them feel better. They're like, please don't, like, Patrick. Please don't say Hitler a bunch. But I, like, I, but like that I, kind of I, stuff. I, like, I just want to like chop it up and have them feel like you can come on here and like they're doing something for the fans who who we are. Like you know, like and, and yep. everybody that listens to it. Like it's a nod to the fans coming on this show. At least in at least in like my ballooned ego of a head. <laughs> <laughs> thinking that like we matter like that, but like I feel like we represent it. Like if you come do the show, like you're listening to Astros Twitter. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're like listening to the Pulse, and like you're like like, McC- like that's what Lance got it early on. Like that's why that's why like I mean we're indebted to McCullers just because he, he doesn't get my school shooter jokes. <laughs> Thank God for that. But yep. like, uh, but like, but like he understood that like, like he's a man of the people. And he knew that he was like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it. And he's done it twice. Like that's, I, I, I think that's super cool. Um, I wish more players would uh, would do that. And and they probably would, if, if if they knew about it. Yeah, I was because I had not thought but before I asked you like who would who do you want to have on? Like I hadn't thought about it. And I uh, I was thinking maybe Brent Strom. Like, oh, it'd my. be really cool to have him on. But I don't know that I'm smart enough to ask him any question that's actually valuable. I'd, I'd be terrified. I'd be like, sir, uh, I don't have any questions. Just whatever you would like to say. <laughs> I would just give him the floor. Just be like, yeah, no whatever whatever you want to talk yeah. about. And he, he's probably old school baseball. He just like curses at us and says a bunch of couple of <laughs> couple of racist jokes that we all that we're all that we're all accepting of. Like we're just because it's all that's strummy. He's just <laughs> think. OK, so, so even though even though Oklahoma has is, is annoying me, I, I've been plagued by I made a grave, grave error of accidentally clicking on a, this dating thing on Instagram for Brazilian women. Okay. Right, right. It was like this in between ads. I was like liking. I did it on accident. They've somehow. I'm getting all these emails, and it's making me. <laughs> it's making me racist towards Brazilian women. Did I'm yelling, see? I just got a new one. Want to date a Brazilian woman? No, I don't. These Latin, Why not? these Latin women are determined to find a boyfriend. It's making me so upset that they're. I'm getting. It's called Brasilia Women Team, and I'm just and I accidentally clicked on it, and now it's like, no, I don't. 
I, I'm just I'm getting plagued by I'm getting spammed by Brazilian date sites now. It sounds cool. I mean, I'm ha- happily married, but no, I don't. No, like they're they're just sending me too many stuff, and I'm just like they're I'm just uncomfortable with reading these Latin women. Like I'm I, like that with Demo- with like Democratic presidential candidates. I'm like, stop emailing me. I'm gonna vote how I want to vote. Like your email's not gonna change my mind. I get text messages from Bernie Sanders team so much. <laughs> and I'm just like, can you, you dirtbags need to get it together. <laughs> Stop focusing on me and focus on the task at hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, if you're trying to get money from me, then you've got the wrong information. <laughs> <laughs> your, your info team is not giving you yeah. uh, what yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I was a wide eyed kid in, but in 2016, <laughs> but like now I've grown up a little bit and, and I'm still, I mean, probably have less money than I did then. And then, no, just like, you can take your socialist ways and like, scram, bucko. <laughs> Figure it out. You don't need my help. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, shout out to my cat, Justin Perlander. We're out of here. <laughs>